Hello and welcome to Teens Talk Sex Ed, a podcast where teens talk real sex ed, share stories of being pure sex educators, and answering the burning questions you don't want to ask your parents. All of the podcast hosts are members of Planned Parenthood's Anchorage, Alaska Teen Council, a program where high school students learn all about sex education and teach in middle and high school classrooms around the city. Let's talk about sex ed, baby. My name is Emma. I use she, her pronouns. And next year, I will be a junior. And this is my first year being in teen council. Hi, I'm Luba. I am a graduating senior. And I use she, her pronouns. And this is my also my first year of being in teen council. Hello, my name is Zoe. I also use she, her pronouns. And this is also my first year in teen council. This week we are covering STDs. I'd like to start this podcast off with a simple definition of what STDs are. STD stands for sexually transmitted disease. STI stands for sexually transmitted infection. They mean the same thing and can be used interchangeably. However, experts have been attempting to move the language towards using STI because all STDs are a result of a virus or bacteria, but not all result in a disease. Furthermore, preventing STDs, getting tested, and getting treated is a normal part of sexual health care. More than half of people will have had an STD by the time they are 24. Also, someone is more likely to get an STD in Alaska than in any other state. Stigma and affordability are the two main reasons that people don't seek treatment, and proper education can greatly decrease those statistics. So that's what we're here to do. So now we're going to move into our main lesson. First of all, we're going to talk about how STDs are spread. The two ways that STDs are spread are through skin-to-skin contact and bodily fluids. Not all skin on people's bodies can transmit STDs, just the skin in people's genital areas and around the mouth. The skin in these places are mucous membranes, which means that the skin is easier for bacteria and viruses to go through. As for bodily fluids, there are six bodily fluids that can transmit STIs. Semen, pre-ejaculate, vaginal fluids, anal fluids, blood, and breast milk, which is unique as it can only transmit HIV. Contrary to popular belief, someone could not get an STD via toilet seats, sharing drinks, swimming, or hugging someone with an STD. There are a lot of different ways and methods a person could take steps to prevent giving or getting an STD, but because this is just a short podcast, we will be talking about the methods used for the most common situations. The first one is barrier methods, which is anything that creates a physical barrier between people's bodies and therefore keeps people's skin from touching, as well as preventing fluids from passing between people. This includes things like condoms, which can be internal and external, and dental dams, which is a barrier method used for oral sex with a person with a vagina. Another method is abstinence. If someone isn't having any sexual contact, then it is very unlikely that they couldn't get an STD. Not sharing needles is also really important because blood can transmit STDs. This is why it is important to make sure that doctors always use new needles and places like piercing shops and tattoo parlors always use new equipment. Last but not least is communication. Talking with partners is one of the most important ways to prevent STDs. 
by communicating, partners have the opportunity not only to talk about their STD status, but also talk about getting tested and or treated together, as well as how to prevent STDs during any sexual activity they may engage in. It is important to remember that with the advance of medicine and the use of these methods, one could still have an intimate relationship with a partner who has an STI. Before someone goes into a clinic to get tested, it might be beneficial to know what kinds of tests might occur. Giving a urine sample or peeing in a cup is the most common way to test for STDs, but blood samples are another common way. Someone might be asked to swab any area where they've had sex, for example, the vaginal, oral, anal, or penile swabs, and physical exams are also common. Um, especially if someone has noticed a change in their body. The healthcare provider might want to see that part of their body that they are mentioning the changes in. Where would one go to get treated or tested? Um, healthcare is essential, and therefore, as of when this podcast was recorded, hospitals and clinics can provide these services. Uh, there are also a few clinics, including Planned Parenthood, that operate on a sliding scale, meaning whether or not someone has insurance, they can go to one of these sliding scale clinics, and they will pay a price for their services based on their income. It is important to note that the most common symptom is no symptoms at all. That's why, even if you don't believe you have an STD, every six months or every time you get a new sexual partner, you should get tested. Also, all STDs are treatable. Bacterial infections like chlamydia, gonorrhea, or pubic lice are completely curable with various medications and treatments. If someone gets a viral STI like HIV, HPV, or herpes, they may have it for the rest of their life, but they can still be treated. There are still things that a person with these STIs can do to live a healthy and normal life. So now we're going to move on to some questions from our listeners. Um, if you have a question you'd like to submit, the information about how to do that will be at the end of this podcast. For our first question, Andy writes, how do I know if I have an STD? So not every STD has symptoms. Lots of people are asymptomatic carriers of STDs. And that means that the only way you can 100% know if you have an STD is to get tested. An anonymous listener writes, can you get an STD from kissing, toilet seats, or hugs? Uh, for two out of three of those, no, you cannot, get ki you cannot get an STD from toilet seats or hugs. Um, a person can get an STD from kissing because, as we mentioned, mucous membranes in the mouth are a method of transmitting because they are so large. Uh, another anonymous listener asks, what if I've never had sex? Can I still have an STD? Short answer is probably not. Sex is the main method that STDs are, or STIs are transmitted through. As we mentioned before, STIs can be transmitted through needles. If someone with an STI has used that needle and then uh, the needle is reused, also, there is a very small portion of the population who are born with STIs. So if a person has never had sex, their likelihood for having an STI is a lot lower. Another anonymous listener asks, how do I know if my boyfriend has an STD and isn't telling me? Ooh, 
That's a harder one. So something we stress throughout our all of our teen council lessons is how important communication is with one's partners. Um, the only way to know if someone's partner has an STD is through talking about it. And also those conversations might feel tricky because people are supposed to get tested between every sexual partner. A conversation that this person might want to have with their boyfriend is, hey, can we get tested? I want to be practicing safe sex. If someone does have an STD and finds out and aren't sure how long they've had it for, they might want to contact their previous partners um, to make sure that none of them have contracted an STD or are passing it along. Another anonymous listener asks, if someone had an STD in the past or has one currently, should I still have sex with them? Another really good question. So like Emma mentioned before, all STDs are treatable and most are curable. So if someone had an STD in the past and have been treated of that STD for that STD and have been deemed cured of it, then they are completely safe to have sex with. If someone has a current STD, there are ways to make sure that sex with that person is safe. Like we talked about, barrier methods are a super good way of preventing STDs all the time. So that's anything that creates a physical barrier between people's bodies, between people's genitals. So that's condoms or dental dams. And also, if someone feels like they are at a particularly high risk for HIV for any reason, um, for example, if someone's partner is HIV positive, there is a pill called PrEP or pre-exposure prophylaxis that a person could take every day to make it very unlikely that they could contract HIV. There's also a medication called PEP or post-exposure prophylaxis that can reduce someone's chance of contracting HIV if taken after sexual contact if someone's able to start taking that medication without seven, within 72 hours of that contact. Another person asks, how can I make someone with an STD feel more comfortable? That is a super good question. The biggest uh, barrier for people seeking treatment or cures for STDs is stigma. So if someone is able to tell their partner that they have an STD, feels comfortable telling them that, it's very important to make sure that that partner feels safe in talking about that STD. So that could be asking, uh, how can I make this easier for you? What can I do? Um, maybe discussing ways that safe sex is an option. Like we said before, the way to combat stigma is education. And the way to combat fear is through support. So just making sure that the partner feels supported throughout the process of being treated for their STD. And last but certainly not least, someone asks, 
during this time, where could I get tested for STDs? Currently, uh, while we're recording this, this is in the middle of coronavirus, but as we're recording, um, Planned Parenthood's doors are staying open um, and they are always available for STD testing. In Anchorage, we have the Muni Clinic on L Street and Anchorage New Neighborhood Health Center and Anchorage's Native Hospital. There are lots of different private clinics too, but those would be the main places in Anchorage. For everywhere else, contacting your main doctor and saying, hey, where could I get STD testing? They would have a whole list of places. Almost every state has a Planned Parenthood and almost every municipal clinic can test for STDs. I'm going to pass it back over to Luba to kind of debrief what we've talked about today. So we now know that STDs are common, preventable, treatable, and often curable. We also know that STDs can be spread through skin-to-skin -skin contact as well as bodily fluids, and that getting tested and treatment for STDs is an essential and necessary part of healthcare. Myths and stigmas related to STDs are often not true or extremely exaggerated, and with the right precautions, it is totally possible to have a safe and sexual relationship with someone who has an STD. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Teens Talk Sex Ed. Remember to submit any questions to Anchorage Teen Council at gmail.com, DM us on Instagram, or harness your carrier pigeon. Let's talk about sex ed, baby. <laughs> All right.